Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Half and I Say Podcast with your hosts, Janine. And Joshua. And today, we have another guest, Joshua's good friend and stand-up comedian, Anand. That was it? Hello, a lot, guys. A lot more. You're the good friend, so you introduce him. He's also a social media guru. Mm-hmm. Interesting. he does those Adobe uh, videos. What are those? Flash videos you did? Yeah, yeah. Some On animations. Uh, yes, animator and uh, producer, stand-up comedy producer and... Uh, and lover. Lover <laughs> and a fighter <laughs> and our first Indian guest as well. Yeah, true. So Ooh, this is going to be fun. That's true. Spicy. Yes. Yeah. Is it going to be a spicy podcast today? Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And he's wearing a gaming headset. I don't know why. <laughs> Listen, Joshua, the night before, asked me to bring a headset of some kind. And this was the only one that I had. Okay. I got it from the grocery store for like, I think, 20 dirhams. And it works. Okay. I can hear And he can hear himself. So it's the first time you're using it. It's No, I've used it for gaming before. Okay. But like all my friends always give me uh, trouble for it. They're like, oh, why don't you get like the Astros or the Turtle Beaches? And I'm like, it's all the same. What is a Turtle Beach? Exactly. It's like some place in Goa. Exactly, but yeah. yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having We're really me. Really delighted to have you here. Yes. Yeah. And Anand was born and raised here in Sharjah, though. So <laughs> yeah. So how was that growing up? For, well, first of all, can I just talk about? So my hand, as you guys can see, is fully kind of well, it's bandaged and wrapped up. What right? happened? So what happened was yesterday I went to go visit my cousin uh, in Sharjah. Right? Of course. And uh, we wanted to get him sweets. And uh, there was this sweet shop right under his house. So my parents uh, my parents are visiting Dubai right now. So they went in and they got baklava uh, and kunafa uh, for him. And so they were packaging everything up. And as my parents were leaving the store and my sister was leaving, I was like, oh, it's so hot out right now because the summer uh, weather is coming into Dubai. Uh, so I was like, I'll close the door. Uh, so that you know just be polite about it and so I, I grabbed the handle of the door and I slowly was closing it and I looked away and suddenly I hear shatter the entire all of the glass shatters of the door and there's no more door existing and I look back and I'm just holding the handle of the the store oh. <laughs> what? and there's no more glass and now I look inside and the guy's like making konafa and he doesn't know the protocol here <laughs> he's like what do I do about this yeah I look down at my hand and there's like a lot of cuts and like the glass got in, I guess. I, don't I know, see some the, of the, into the little cuts, cuts actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was little cuts and uh, I didn't know what to do next. So I just went to the counter and I set the handle down. <laughs> <laughs> How much is this going to be? <laughs> is this your subtle way of saying that you're really strong, that you were actually able to shatter a door, a glass door? So there is a point to this. So number one, my mom, of course, she goes, being the Indian mom she is, she's like, come, come, they're going to call the police. They're going to call the police. <laughs> I'm like, mom, the engine is on. Let's drive away. I'm like, mom, I didn't do anything wrong. I was trying to be a good Samaritan, right? Oh my gosh. And then the second thing is, I I went to um, a friend's gathering yesterday and everyone was asking me about my hand. And as soon as I told them about the the story, their first reaction, five people, oh, it must have been a store in Sharjah. Oh my God. And I didn't mention that it was in Sharjah, right? And it's like, what? Like, why you know like is it that like Sharjah is not capable of building strong glass doors or exactly. something you know how there's the saying don't build a house on a shaky foundation yeah. it's like don't build glass like doors in, Char- in, Sharjah. in Sharjah clearly yeah so what happened did you actually just like leave I just I just left <laughs> <laughs> 
they started sweeping I up. baklava and kanafa. I'm, I'm, I'm jetting. Like, yeah. When I came back later, they had a curtain in place. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess that's more inviting, right? Like a little curtain. It's so bad because now the weather is starting to get really hot. Seriously, Anand, Anand did that like in his good like mindset. And now he broke it and he's like, now it's going to get even hotter, that place. And I think baklava and kunafa is supposed to be in a certain temperature as well. <laughs> so I really screwed them out of their I want to go to this place and see if they're bankrupt tomorrow. They're like everything is destroyed. That is so it bad. It all happened when the bald man came no. in. <laughs> I think we have to shout them out. Probably put their Instagram handle if they do. Well, no, I'm, I'm you know what? They Let me not go payment. that way because I'm sure they don't have an Instagram handle. Being a store in Sharjah, being a store. See, that's the thing. So, like, w- growing up in Sharjah, we got a lot of flack for just. I, I remember w- I was only aware of it when I was in the seventh or eighth grade, yeah. where people were like, "Oh, you're in Sharjah. You're not in Dubai, <laughs> right?" It was always like I didn't know Are you poor? that I was like, not good enough because I was in Sharjah. <laughs> So, I, so, true. so yeah so it, but Sharjah had a lot of fun things growing up over there um we had to we had uh the birds and animals markets true uh, very exotic yes. pets and I, were you uh i've been there I, I didn't i didn't grow up in dubai in Sharjah, but we're okay. super close to Sharjah. yeah and i used to my school was in Sharjah. oh okay so i felt like part of me was at home was in at Sharjah. Home. yeah because yeah. all of my friends live there as well well most of my friends live there mm. so i knew how you know the setting was and, yeah. and i'm not too far from it so mm. i would just pay like what 15 dirhams at that time for a taxi yeah, all the way to days. yes oh wow pre-solid days pre-meter days pre-meter days when those taxis wouldn't have you would just hail a taxi and they would be these and you wouldn't even private know if a taxi. drivers yeah yeah who just bring you over wow yeah that's fascinating yeah it's and scary at the same time as a girl you know <laughs> as a girl who's like 13 12 13 probably year old yeah. and as a group of girls who would always be like together mm. getting into a guy's car that is not really a labeled taxi i don't know what we were doing actually when we were young yeah but it was daylight no but anyway. dubai was always i mean uae was always that safe even since then Sharjah? i'm assuming i don't know Sharjah. Sharjah? i have some stories about Sharjah, <laughs> actually yeah i have the, I have the story of like i think it was uh, on one of the um holidays it was holy or something it was a national day and uh, my sister was in a lift elevator with her aunt and uh, this guy came in with the national flag of India on his face, like painted like, uh, you know, the, the colors. Yeah. I know the colors. It's just, I'm just thinking about <laughs> orange. Like, no. I don't want to make it. I don't Black, mess green. Bharat Mataki Jay. So, but uh, I remember he came in the lift and then he pushed my aunt against the lift and he started like groping her basically. And my sis, and then she pushed him to the side and yelled to my sister, go get your uncle. And she ran and got my uncle. And then my uncle came and beat the crap out of him served him right exactly yeah so sharja isn't <laughs> that, that but we had safe. we had exotic animals <laughs> <laughs> it makes up for it it makes up for it you know and, and and looking back on it there was a lot of uh animal like it wasn't exactly the most uh let's say uh good to animal rights yeah no yeah i remember Why? seeing like dogs there and like caged dogs and i felt so sad because you know these are dogs that are supposed to be out roaming free but they're just there Exactly. And as soon as you get in, you're like, they're like, please get me, pet me. And And you can't. And just a lot of like peacocks and pigeons like shoved into cages, like five of them at a time. Yes. And peacocks, you know, like they're trying to show off their their cool colors. And then right across from them is like a pigeon stuffed in a cage. Like what? This is doing nothing for me, bro. Like, you know. 
So is it still there in Sharjah right now? Yeah, it's still. Uh, yeah, I think there's still birds and animal market, but not that exotic anymore because there are certain rules to the whole. That's so cool. I want to not it. so cool, but I want to actually see that then. Yeah, see what happens over there and really be an undercover <laughs> reporter and just like like with my camera. And just yeah, I wanted to take pictures, and the guy was like, "No pictures," you know. Oh, not yeah, allowed. that's a thing. That's because I wanted to take pictures of the dogs. I felt really bad, and he's mm-hmm. like, "No pictures." What are we gonna do with the pictures? Just look at them. Okay. feel sad <laughs> i actually feel really bad because yeah. we bought a bunch of animals from there so like it was kind of supporting the business yeah but then like we had parrots growing up that was that was our thing yeah so you had a lot of birds around we had a lot of birds we had uh three parrots in total and um the- Did they speak they could yeah 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 so did you trade them to say something yeah so my grandmom used to uh help me raise them and then she used to tell me in tamil how to say a certain thing it was Tathame pucha pucha, which basically means run, there's a cat coming. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. This, is, this tells me everything I need to know about charge already. Like people in elevators and if there's a cat coming. So that was what the parrot was saying. Oh, danger. That's what run, the there's a cat coming. Run, there's a cat coming. Oh my God. Ima- imagine like two parrots conversing. Run, there's a cat coming. And they're just in the <laughs> cage and they're just like, yeah. where do and we go? Like, <laughs> we're, we're parrots, we can fly. <laughs> But the thing, the crazy thing about it is, like, we we shower, showered these parrots with love and affection, and they hated us. <laughs> like, these parrots, anytime they get, they would bite and draw blood all the time. And, like, for years, I reared them as, like, a child. And as soon as they grew into adults, their eyes, you know, like, they turn white. Yeah. And that's when they're pissed off. And, like, they would bite and draw blood. So I had two parrots. One was named Romeo. And one was named Smokey. I was going to say Juliet. Okay. <laughs> Should have been, honestly. But the other one was a male, so it would have been okay. uh, weird to assign a gender. <laughs> but um, I remember very vividly my dad uh, bringing Romeo home. And like that was the first parrot. And then the second parrot he bought home one day, um, he sets it down. And as soon as he's setting it down, like he brings it from the animal market and it looked different from my other parrot. I'm like, why is it different? And he goes, oh, this one's from Karachi, Pakistan. Yeah, exotic, right? So he sets the cage down and bugs just started (gasps) crawling out of its feathers, like everywhere all around the house. And I'll never forget this because the first thing my dad says is it's probably because it's from Pakistan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was just going to say you're setting it next to an Indian parrot. Exactly. And a pa- that must have been like a cockfight. It spoke spoke about the divide between our <laughs> nations, really. And that wasn't me saying any of that. That was my that was my dad. Really. And my dad has a lot of Pakistani friends, and we really oh, love them. Gosh. Yeah, we love Pakistanis. Don't no worry. No, but also because it came in from that filthy exotic animal. It's the market. Yeah, it's yeah. the market. The, those market conditions were. Imagine shoot. all of those bird fleas. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't even know birds could have fleas. Like they're yeah, birds, all the way in the snakes, sky. Have you seen snake fleas? Snakes can have fleas. Yes, under and un- underneath their scales. Yeah, because snakes oh. are ground animals, but a bird is like all the way in the sky. Like fleas, one like not um, when not they're... these birds. These birds are just yeah. Ah, these are in cages. Oh, and they had squirrels and stuff in the cages too. So like they can get it from anything. Oh. They had skunks. They had like weird animals. It's just like everyone all together. Yeah, it's crazy. The weird, the, the the thing about that parrot story is that at the very end of it, I remember coming back from school one day and my dad came up to me proudly and he was like, I was like, where's Romeo and Smokey? Or just Smokey. And he was like, parrots should live free in the wild. So oh. I set them free. Oh. 
And he looked at me like he did a noble thing and like he was so proud of it. And I was like, Dad, these are domesticated birds. They've been fed their entire life like seeds and stuff. You let them free in Sharjah Rola. <laughs> like they're doomed. I know. They won't be able to fend for themselves. Exactly. Unless that parrot found its way back to Karachi, it's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I just took an Air Arabia flight and I'm like you know what take me to Karachi one way please <laughs> exactly um, I one ended, way please with please yeah I ended up giving Romeo um, to actually my um, there was a lady who was teaching me painting and drawing at the time so I ended up giving uh, him to her um, and a couple of years later I went to go visit him turns out Romeo had laid eggs and Romeo was the Juliet all along what yeah <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> and that also speaks about racism because Romeo was with Smokey all the time. Smokey was a male. Romeo was from India, the female. Why didn't they ever have eggs yeah, together? Yeah, true, true. Like, oh, stay away from me, bro. Yeah, you're Pakistani. <laughs> Please take your flea away oh, from man, me. Oh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> but, you, but currently you have dogs and cats now, right? I do, yeah. I have one dog and five cats. Five cats? Oh, wait, let me count again. <laughs> I have four cats. <laughs> Doesn't make it any better. I hate cats. Yeah, it's. I, it, hate, cats. I hate cats too. <laughs> you hate cats, but how do you have four? That's crazy. So I had one. Um, Kara was the first one. It was this uh, female cat under my building in a parking lot. And I named her Kara because there was a pharmacy called Full Care Medical Center. <laughs> so I decided to name her Kara. <laughs> I'm not the most creative, guys. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And then uh, the other cat was named Ginger uh, because we found him outside of Dampa and he's an orange cat uh, outside of. Uh, we love Dampa. Dampa. Yeah. Shout out Dampa. Fa- fantastic food. The best. The best seafood. Um, yeah. We were just there yesterday. Well, Spice Girl, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, sister company yeah. Of, of Dampa. Oh, they have a sister yeah. company. Very In Charger. Cool. It's yeah, so funny for you to say Dampa. Well, I want to go back it, to Dampa, but after you finish yeah. your story. Oh, is it the pronunciation? Or it's is it? Dampa. Dampa. No, about something that you sent us a long time ago, but finish about okay. Okay, Ginger. <laughs> so yeah, Ginger, um, we found him outside of Dampa and he was used to seafood. So like we were just giving him shrimp and stuff. And he had a limp because his I think his arm got ran over or something. So he had like personality personality to him. You know, he had a catitude uh, <laughs> kind of a thing. I, I hate myself. <laughs> How he knows these words, it still baffles me. I'm like, okay. No but we decided to take him and adopt him. And I was fine at that point. This was fine with me. Then we went to Dampa again and there were two cats that were siblings. And my sister was like, please, can we take them as well? Oh. And I was like, no, we can't have any more pets at home. And I keep telling my sister it's because she has she wants to have a child and like this is her way of filling that void. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so your sister is the ultimate cat lady then. She is. She's yeah. turning into the ultimate cat lady, and I'm like, I don't. I'm not here for it. <laughs> There's not. We don't have enough litter boxes. <laughs> How, how's your dog with four cats? He's he's surprisingly very good. His yeah. temperament. Uh, yeah. So we introduced them slowly, uh, and Snowy was also a rescue off the streets. Um, Outside of my sister's workplace. So when we first adopted him, um, his fur was like completely gray. So we thought that was his natural like thing because it was so dirty, like matted. And then we gave him a shower and turns out he was like completely white. So we named him Snowy after the Tintin. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice. And, and he does really well with the cats. Um, he, he's, he's Surprisingly. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, I, I'm not sure why, but he has really bad anxiety all the time. 
Um, so the neighbors are complaining a lot now because he barks all the time as soon as he hears any anything anything poor baby he might have been abused or something before you got him yeah yeah it's possible yeah i mean he was on the road so i i don't know but maybe yeah yeah, people kicking him around and and those kind of things i've seen i've seen like there was one time when you dropped me home and there was a stray dog that we saw Mm. remember Mm -hmm. and like um so Janine had left and I was just watching this dog to see what, what goes on. And all these kids started surrounding him and like throwing stuff at it. And Next to your house, right? Yeah, I'm just like, guys, you got to stop. And then this dog just suddenly ran away. And I'm just like, where did this dog go? But it he was, had a collar, right? No, he had nothing. Oh, okay. It was wow. like in the middle of Abu Hail. And Abu Hail, you, you barely see any pets. Yeah. So I was like something, maybe this dog lost its, lost its way or someone just abandoned it. And I was just like, it's really sad that these kids are just like throwing stuff. And I'm like... Should I take it in for a few days and see what happens? And but this, eventually, this dog just ran away after like being scared off by all these kids. Yeah, and he realized you taking him <coughs> home is not the best option for him. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> it's like hmm, my no. dad is afraid of dogs. That's why. Really? Oh, okay. I, I never know told that. No. Yeah. I know you're was, allergic to cats. I'm so allergic I to cats. Can't have a cat. Yeah. Are you afraid of dogs too? No, I love dogs. Okay. My dad's afraid of dogs because he was one day in Philippines and like our. <laughs> Our province yeah and he decides to go on a walk my dad loves walking so he just starts to walk and then he sees like this pack of dogs and they all start barking at him yeah. and he's like <laughs> and he can't run because he's like the fattest guy in the world <laughs> oh, no. and he's like it's like brisk walking and like these dogs started following him and then apparently uh i think they managed to just like they just left him alone but as a kid especially like in india where he was raised in like in goa yeah he was bitten by a dog oh no <laughs> he doesn't have the best experiences <laughs> oh, yeah and in third world countries like india philippines the dogs roam around in gangs like they are yeah, like yeah, mafia yeah, 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 yeah. in the streets like yeah. they don't mess around because they realize that they're better and stronger together as a know? pack as yeah. a unit yeah but then there's that one leader yeah it's just like do if, not mess with my people if i was a dog i'm pretty sure i would be the leader Okay. You think so? Maybe. Then you'd be the alpha dog? Yeah. I doubt that. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Woof. That's a very that's a very threatening wolf right there. I'm terrified. Woof. <laughs> Woof. I'm submitting to you. <laughs> Claim me as if king. If you were a dog, you are the typical golden retriever. Because like you're that's friends me. with everyone. I, that's yeah. so true. You're yeah, like, I feel like you would be a no, dog. You're like a, a Rottweiler, I think. No, no you are <laughs> yeah, a golden like, retriever. You don't have pit bull genes in you. I feel like you would be like like a German Shepherd or a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah. Or a border collie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what a that is. A border collie. The white dogs, well, black with like white. They're usually oh, the fast farm, ones. farm very dogs. intelligent and yeah. they, they farm and they herd. Yes. They herd. So, so they, oh, yeah, they yeah, yeah. you know, with sheep, they're the ones who herd the sheep. So usually they're farmer dogs. They're, they're the fast ones, right? They're fast, yeah. They're pretty yeah, fast. Yeah. fast yeah. As well. My dog is part Saluki, so the, he's a race dog. So nice. He has, I, I used to go running with him quite a lot. And like I, I can run for a while, but he like he wouldn't break a sweat. I mean, he's not supposed to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you leaking? <laughs> <laughs> why is my dog broken? <laughs> change the battery yeah i remember running 5k with him 6k and like i would just look down and he's fine like he's like and he's trotting beside me not even like a full-on like sprint he's used to it he's used to it yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. that's crazy though Mm -hmm. i would love a dog wait okay so like back to the dampa thing because i remembered it because i don't know if the the listeners remember but anand was the first one to ever send us a voice note 
on the podcast. Yes. Do you remember this? Oh, I do yes. remember. Yeah, yes. and, you, and it, yours was about a question about going to to Dampa with a Filipino date, mm. and uh, yeah, it, it didn't work out or something. Right now, yeah, 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 I'm trying to picture it. <laughs> so, I, I remember. Oh, Lord. I remember it was. <laughs> it wasn't. Because I just I can just imagine this. Because Anand said he he got a date to to Dampa and she, yeah, she was a brands for less uh, lady. She did work at brands for less. Yes, that's correct. How did that go? So man, I want to preface this by saying Dampa is like a sacred place to me. Okay, I love it. I don't want anything to ever ruin or sour my experience of Dampa. I uh, I ended up it's match. The best. It's the best. It's really great. Even the people that work there, they're... Anyway, um, so I matched with this girl. And, uh, you know, she she's from the Philippines. She's Filipino. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> so, Kabayan. Kabayan. So I go, uh, oh, I'll take her to Dampa because I love Dampa. And it just so happens she was working two minutes away at the Brands for Less, right next to Dampa. And she said she had never been. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, this will be fantastic, right? So we're vibing. Everything's going great. We go in, we sit, and we order the food. Now, I ordered the seafood dump, which is the best thing to order right. at Tampa, Cajun style. No other way to do it, right? I order us the drinks, too, because I'm not cheap like that. I get us the, the fruit bowl punches. Um, the food comes. I'm putting on the gloves. And as I'm doing that, we're just talking, right? And then she's like, I'm like, oh, what do you do? She's like, I work for Brands for Less. And I was like, oh, where's your family at? She's like, they're at the Philippines. And then she goes, yeah, my boyfriend is also in the Philippines. <laughs> and I'm like putting on the gloves. I'm like, okay, yeah, your boy. And I'm like, <laughs> I look up. <laughs> and then she goes, yeah, my boyfriend actually, like I've been dating him for um, about three or four years now. It's really serious. Um, and then she looks at me and she goes, but it's okay because I'm disloyal sometimes and I can cheat. And then I'm like, I'm like astounded, right? And then as as that's happening, she goes, it's okay though. Like I, I'm trying to change that about myself. And then she starts crying. <gasps> I want more salt in the seafood. You <laughs> just tear up on the crab a little <laughs> the bit. The funniest thing <laughs> is, you know, before they dump the seafood in the thing, she's crying now. And now the guy comes and he starts pouring the sauce first and he pours the heart, heart? on the table. Yeah. And I'm like, can you just pour the sauce down the middle of the heart first? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so then she starts deep crying. And oh she's gosh. talking about how, like, you know, she's she's cheated on him a lot of times. And she doesn't deserve him. And how he really loves her. And I'm just like, uh, check, please. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. But then the food came. So then I'm like, anyway, this is the shrimp. This is the crab. Like, I'm like, like, why does this always happen to me? And by the way, that is a recurring theme for some reason. Every girl I was interested in always ends up having a boyfriend for some reason. And oh, it's, it, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know why it happens. <laughs> but um, I remember just like having this really weird, quiet, like the quietest Dampa feast I've ever had. And, like you could hear like the air in the room just as I crack the crab, like crack, crack. <laughs> I'm like, what? I gotta get to the meat, you know? Like, she's staring at me. I already ordered, might as well. Right? I already ordered, right? I'm like, okay, you don't want the oysters and the mussels? I'll have it. Gosh. So, so then at the very end, this girl has the audacity, right? We're eating everything, we're done, and then there's like that much left. She looks at me, she's like, can I take this to go back for my friends? <laughs> and. <laughs> 
so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Way to dampen the mood at dampen. <laughs> and wait, did, did you end up paying the full bill? And yeah, 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 I paid the full bill. You know, I'm a gentleman. Like okay, that, so, so do you believe in that though? First uh, dates, is it a woman or the man, or uh, is it a split? I usually go for a split. Okay. That's kind of the way I, I like to go about it. Just to kind of see where her head's at. If yeah. she's okay with it, then I can see, okay, like, I don't mind, like, getting the bill every single time after. It's just, I oh. want to, yeah, it's more of a test for me. Okay. To kind of see, like, is she cool? Okay. Because if she is saying, like, oh, hey, we're just getting to know each other, I don't. You know, but then there's also the thing that like if I invite you out on the date and you're spending all the time to get ready for the date and and all that stuff, then technically, you know, I, I'm torn between it. <laughs> it's mm. you I believe would, in split, right? I believe in splitting at the first date. That's that alpha dog talking right there, the leader of the pack. <laughs> That's a golden <laughs> retriever talking. Wolf, Bill, please, Wolf. <laughs> no, but but I because I strongly believe that. If, okay, so if I have to pay for it, I would like for you to at least do that dance, you know, where you're like, oh, no, let's split it. Or where's my wallet? You want and the like, perception. Exactly. Like, I don't mind paying it, but I, I really like that. Janine did not do that on our first date. She was like, <laughs> I'm paying on my Zomato, bro, at Denny's. <laughs> like, so it was already bad enough. You know why? That's why. Because I'm like, it's Denny's. You have your Zomato. I'm not going to like do the dance. Yeah. No. No, but Denny's but is, is a fine establishment for for first dates. Denny's is now. yeah. You can get some pancakes. Yeah. She's like, do you have they're... entertainer? You're like entertainer. I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I believe in men taking the first bill because like usually it's the man who initiates. Let's have that first date. Mm-hmm. Then after, like you know, we're fair now. Like we would split the bill. Yeah, that's sometimes you'll take it, sometimes I'll take it. But like the first date, I firmly believe mm-hmm. that the man should like initiate at least i don't know man I don't yeah there should maybe a dance but then the man should be like no let me ask you this what is your opinion on if the girl asks the man out on a date pay for it the, the girl, girl pays for it yeah if she can yeah That's who initiates? but when did it ever happen that a girl will ask a guy on a date i ask you on dates yeah but now that we're dating but i've have asked you, has, has a girl ever asked you out yeah i've had yeah. one or two yeah who are already in a relationship Wait, what? <laughs> Where are I have a boyfriend Wait, actually? back home. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Actually, yeah. I've asked men out, yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Because it's, you know, if you like someone, why not ask them yeah, out? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. There's no time for games now as well, right? Yeah. Plus, I, I like the forwardness, to be honest. I don't <laughs> like having to initiate every single time. I like it when the woman takes initiative. Yeah. I think men like that, actually. I do. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, they're so like, whoa, startled. Like, this is not normal. Like, usually yeah. women wouldn't, but why not? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear mm. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cried after the dinner though because you didn't like me. Who? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm just like he's not interested. Who was he? Cry. You know, I'll tell you after. No, you can tell me now. My crush. Which crush? The, the jujitsu guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Usually it's wine, dine, and something else, but you did wine, dine, and wine again. Yeah, after. exactly. <laughs> and wine after. I'm like, why am I so stupid? Of course he doesn't like me. But yeah. But but you're also into martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I've 
I've always been into it. So uh, growing up, I did karate when I was a kid. Nice. <laughs> the most useless sport, <laughs> martial art. If you think about it, no, no I don't know why I'm laughing. Like seriously, no offense, but I can imagine like you learning karate in short. Is it one on one or is it like with a class of people? Of it's kids? with a class of people, okay. and it's more so. It's more like a routine. Like you just learn like these dance patterns, moves and right? patterns, right? That's like patterns. Yeah. yeah, the lion. I, I and then I learned Taekwondo after a while, which was more functional, I guess. I, I guess you can use it sometimes if you need to like kick someone or or knock something off from a really high platform. <laughs> um, and then I got into jujitsu and boxing and those kind of things nice. uh, for a while. Yeah, and you're still very much into like fitness and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So I will say, I, and this is something I wanted to discuss with you guys. Um, I I'm into fitness a lot, but my reasoning for fitness has changed over the years. So I used to lift initially because I was obese and I really wanted to get into shape. We right, talk right. about that as well when in my childhood. So the reasoning changed because I, I realized lifting weights. It's really great for reducing my anxiety and uh, I get a lot of anxious thoughts or depression, depressing kind of thoughts, but it also strokes my ego, right? Mm. Because you get that pump, you feel really confident and the confidence is nice as well. But then it it has a lot to do with ego as well, because the bigger you get, the more compliments you get, those kind of things. Yeah. Now I'm more focused towards cardio and running because it helps my mental a lot more. So like the minimum I have to run is 40 minutes. And I have a theory on it where um, if I do a slow-paced running for 40 minutes of cardio, I'm able to think a lot quicker on my feet. Uh, and also, um, if I just get that blood flow to my brain, there's literally like before I run, there's a state that I'm in and there's a completely different state after I run. There's literally a vein that goes out the side of my head and pops out once I'm done running. Which means that the blood flow must be there because before running, it's not there. Mm. So I've said this to a lot of people that like I can literally physically see the change. Yeah. And a lot of people haven't uh, uh, noticed that, I guess, about cardio. Um, when I weight lift, though, there's also that mental element of like when I go really hard for a couple of months and people are like, whoa, looking big, whatever. And then I go again, like now I'm not lifting anymore. Like just yesterday, people are like, oh, you stop going to the gym or like, oh, you look smaller than before. And then that gets in my head as well. Mm. And it's never from women. <laughs> it's, it's always, yeah, always dudes. True. It's always dudes. Yeah. That is always. so true. Because you guys notice each other's like swollenness, you know? Yeah, but don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it like that. His face, like, <laughs> looking <laughs> swole, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say it like that. Um, it's more, yeah, I guess it's like we appreciate how much hard work goes into it. And But with women, all of the women in my life have said like, I like you a lot better when you're not that beefy and big. So like it looks cardio. weird. Yeah. Um, but the cardio is more so like there's no ego involved. It's more so just for my mental ben- benefits. So that's what I've been doing for the past almost month now. Do you run indoors or outdoors? <laughs> so <laughs> I run. Uh, no, because I run for 40 minutes. It would be ridiculous if I ran indoors. <laughs> like I would be yeah. running from my bedroom back to yeah. the hall. And it's a tiny or, or, or like the treadmill. Oh, yeah. right. okay, that makes a lot. <laughs> Or, you know, a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. What setting do you put? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can just imagine Anna running in his house. Yeah, with a dog and four minutes. cats. Just like, <laughs> whoops, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, so I run uh, I run in my parking lot of my building in a loop. 
which is terrible for my knees because it's an uneven parking lot. Yeah. There's a park like five minutes away, but I'm too lazy to go there. <laughs> so I just like go to my parking lot and there's cars that are constantly coming in the way. Yeah. So I'm constantly just running around. Also, them. when you're pivoting, right? Like it hurts because you're sort of bending your knees. Horrible yeah. for the knees. Yeah. So my knee, my left knee has almost given out at this point. So I have to be really careful about it. But every time I have something to do that I have to think like clearly... I have to go for the run. So this morning, my knee was killing me. I went for an hour run before this podcast Ooh. because it's important to me. Because yeah. otherwise, I would be sitting here wondering what to say next. Right now, I'm just in flow. Like, I can just keep talking. So you find your thoughts slower when you don't get that morning run. Absolutely. Or when I just don't get the blood flow going in my body. Right. But I feel really, um, I feel like that's not a good thing because it's it's like an addiction like any other thing. And I wish I could just be those that person that could wake up in the morning and like go to work and be like, you know, function without needing to do it. It's like a necessary thing I need to do. Otherwise, I don't feel complete. No, but I I'm I disagree with you at that point because this is a good habit. Mm. It's nothing like wrong in any way, because I, I totally agree with you. Like there were a few um, I'm just throwing an example, but like an interview which I had to do like few Whenever I do an interview, I have to make sure that I hit the gym because it really mm. puts me in that spot and it gets me to that state of mind where I'm like in flow, like exactly mm. what you said. Mm. Otherwise, I will have to rely on on supplements. Like every time I do a show, I make sure that I have to take um, Alpha Brain. Oh, right, right, right. So I take Alpha Brain and I really don't feel the effect, the same effect as I do when I like when I hit the gym or when I do like some form of walking or getting some direct sunlight. Yeah. So I, 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 I agree with you. I know that you get into that state when you are like, when but, your blood is pumping and everything. But yeah. But is it too much of a bad thing where like if I'm injured or something, I'm just not the same person and I do, you don't want to be around that person. It's like I try, you know, mm. to be the same, but then it's like I'm just moody or, or like I wish I, ha I had a baseline. I don't oh, really okay, have a okay. baseline. Right. Okay. But I think it's needed, right? Like, because I got into a really bad spot as well. And what they say is that in order for you to have a better, like, non-depressive thought or mental state clarity. of mind, mental clarity, you have to get sun, so vitamin D. Mm. You have to get some exercise. You have to move your body. You have to get some good sleep. So I think those are like, and of course, nutritive through food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think those are just things that you have to do in life. Because as humans, we're built that way, like, Ages ago, we're not just sitting around and like looking through our phones. We're actually outside. Women are probably cooking, getting fruits, whatever Making it sandwiches. is. Men are out hunting. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Want to start again? Want to start again? No, no, no. no. Please continue. <laughs> but yeah, we're all outside getting. She is the one that D. gets the birds from the balcony, by yeah. the way. So exactly. <laughs> Thank there you. There was actually Anna. a dead cockroach because we went to see an apartment in the morning. There was a dead cockroach, and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near that thing i was gonna leave the house oh wow yeah, yeah. i'm like insects birds no birds are i'm okay with but like a dead bird to carry it i'm like no never yeah in my entire life and last night something happened the glass fell out of the table and joshua was the one sweeping it away so that just goes to the show's Mm, who the roles have yeah how have, the roles have reversed yeah. how the you know you don't have to tell everyone about that <laughs> i'm just like sleeping and, <laughs> and i was asleep i'm like what happened he's like it's okay i'll do it i'll do it i'll sweep it thank you no Josh. but uh but i i agree with janine because um you know aubrey marcus the the owner of of on it on it yeah he speaks about like the first hour of the day is is the most important to anyone because it sets the tone for the whole day right and it's like the first thing you have to do in the morning when you get up is drink like a liter 
or something or i think 500 ml of water mm-hmm. to get the hydration going back in because you lose a lot of uh, water when you sleep mm-hmm. and uh, direct sunlight for like 15 minutes and some sort of movement so his movement is going on his trampoline for like some time oh okay oh and, nice uh, that's fun yeah yeah so it like it it really depends because i i realize when i have a solid morning <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> i just i just, saw like no, no, morning it's, not, it's, it's not that i just imagined like aubrey's wife like there's like a panic situation like she's like oh my god like the house is on fire and she looks at him he's just bouncing on a on a small trampoline and he's like yeah but i gotta get this in babe like i gotta get this work in. This the fire morning. can wait yeah exactly you started laughing when i said solid morning <laughs> <laughs> no but but it's it, it really sets the tone for the day like there are days when I, when i'm late for work and when i'm in that panic i realize i'm gonna have a bad day yeah throughout the whole day like especially like 10 15 minutes late for work and i'm driving fast and i'm like like uh like taking a very quick shower instead of my like routine shower and stuff it really really destroys the rest of the day for me so i think waking up on time and making sure you get a solid seven or eight hours in oh yeah I need that eight hours, bro. I need that. And I have a couple of things that I also follow. So like I have to do in order to maintain. So I have um, eight hours, obviously. Uh, second is working out in the morning. Um, the third thing is breath work. So I do a lot of breath work meditation. Um, yeah. So that's I do that every single day before any show. If you catch me at any place in the room, I, w- I will be doing breath work at some point. Uh, it just helps me focus in. And uh, I usually do Wim Hof. So that kind of yeah. uh, r- repeated fast breathing. Um, and then I take a cold, freezing cold shower every morning. So that just, <laughs> just your face, Janine. I tried, Not for me. Yeah. I can't. I tried getting my girlfriend into it as well. And it's uh, it's yeah. impossible. But it, it really helps me just wake up and um, get to it. And ever since I started doing that, I don't take hot showers anymore. Really? Because it, it, it's because you don't like it anymore? or um, I, I do take it, it. Like, okay, that's not the truth. I, yeah. I take it sometimes. <laughs> that would be really weird if I yeah. just like always like, can't get in the hot tub. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I take it sometimes. Yeah. But for, for the most part, if I'm ever feeling down or lethargic, it just like wakes me up. And it's a 30 second thing. Like I'll hop in, hop out. You know, it's you, not like I'm staying around for long. Josh does the same as well. Like you, you like taking cold showers or you do this like, tub full of ice yeah an thing. ice bath yeah yeah or it's, it's called a polar plunge i think or something like that i can't but this but, uh, is Wim Hof too... does this as well right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so so i used to go to this place i actually we should go sometime it's um in alcool the cryo place no 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 this is uh what's the name of this place something i forgot it's some like athletic recovery place and it's like a real like polar plunge so they have like three settings which is like eight degrees four degrees and And I think somewhere in between, like, five or seven. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just stay there for, like, 15 minutes. And the initial part is, like, really shocking. Like, it shocks your body. But then after that, you get, you get, you settle down, you tone down. And it's, it's really amazing for me. Like, it, it does wonders for my skin, for my clarity, for everything. I need to do it more. But then, like, paying 100 bucks for that is, like yeah is the is the is the pain i remember wanting to do that but i didn't want to pay the hundred so i got like a a buck uh, an ice bath in my house and i tried it uh that oh, way cool. and uh it was it was cool i only used it the one time though so it was a waste of money from amazon i bought like this giant tub and then i recorded like an instagram video i remember seeing this out. video yes. yeah and then i never used it again because it's just so much work like you have to buy like like so much ice in order to make the bath cool i can imagine um, yeah but i guess still less 100 dirhams right like 
probably what 20 dirhams 30 to 20, get that much ice yeah, yeah. 30 yeah so it's still not the same and you can say as long as you want compared to this i guess no yeah. they like say 15 minutes. minutes is ideal like it, it says you don't get any more Effects. benefits <laughs> of it after 15 minutes but i like to stay like 15 20 i, I like to submerge myself as well like completely that's long yeah. I, I think i lasted maybe 10 minutes so that's longer than i did uh-huh. that's good but yeah. it's, we should do it sometime yeah because and then they say that if you want to get like the full effects you jump into the sauna immediately mm-hmm. mm. and you get that that change in temperature when it comes to your your core temperature and all that kind of stuff right mm. yeah Hmm. interesting cool. fitness is something that i'm passionate about so yeah. really now <laughs> okay well, well we both are it's just that i fell off of the bandwagon mm. i used to like really wake up have my own routine do everything have like my quiet time i read my bible and then i go to the gym and after gym i get to work weren't you into kickboxing as well or something i used to do jiu-jitsu as well jiu-jitsu? but then oh, wow. because of the pandemic it's going to be difficult because you're going to spar with people like literally face to face and yeah you know what if that person is potentially a covid positive person so i stopped for a while mm-hmm. but i guess now because it's getting better Maybe I'll get back to it because yeah. it was really amazing to me. So I remember going to um, Entropy Jiu-Jitsu during the heights of COVID. And I really wanted to do it because I was watching uh, the karate. in Wafi? I think so. Yeah. I, I believe so. And there was, um, I was watching, what was it called? Cobra Kai on Netflix. And I remember just being like so pumped <laughs> about the show that I was like, I signed up for like a free trial class. And I went and um, it was during COVID. So they gave us the sparring partners where was a doll, like a, a, a thing stuffed with pillows. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is not the same. Yeah. Like I want the, the smell of the armpits and the crotches. It gets you the in sweat. The, the sweat, <laughs> like to really to like feel like you're in there, you know, with the Brazilians. Yeah. And, like it's it's not the same. So you wanted a Brazilian. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> let's not go there. I want the Brazilian, please. <laughs> Since we're on the topic of Brazilian men, can we talk romance really quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. But look, just, just sure. going back, it's yes. true. It's not the same if it was just with the doll. Like you can do your, you know, different different moves of practicing it's it. It's never the you same if it's with practice. the doll. <laughs> but when before I did jujitsu, <laughs> I'm just like get a robot. Or before doing jujitsu, like Japanese I would, I would robot for jujitsu. <laughs> Instead of dog. tapping, it just goes yamate, yamate. <laughs> I used to look at these people who are doing jujitsu at the gym because I used to do muay thai and kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Never started jujitsu, and I would just look at them sparring, and I'm like. I see a man and a woman like just rolling around. And to me, I was just like, is that okay? Like, yes. it looks a little bit, you know, yeah. not okay. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah not, not just no, dangerous. Not dangerous. Like, <laughs> you know, what if there was a guy who's like a, a, a douchebag? You know, it's um, it's a way for them to actually like touch and like if they wanted to. And, uh, I, and I also was like not used to it at first. Yeah. And so the first couple of days when I was when I was rolling, even with a guy, I felt kind of weird. Yeah. Because it's like that physical contact you're not used to. And then and rolling. it's so intimate. Yes, it's like so you're really intimate. And rolling with women other. as well, I was really not used to. Yeah. So, so I was like afraid in my own thoughts. Like, am I gonna like, you know, not, not, I wasn't scared of like physically <laughs> touching her anywhere and getting, I was scared of getting aroused accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> And not and being a me too movement, <laughs> a me too movement, right? <laughs> jujitsu gym. But exactly. but to and to to just answer that, like when you're on the mat, like it would, and you're trying not to get killed because of course that's what's gonna happen. 
that thought never crosses your mind anymore. Exactly. So I tried it. I'm like, you'll never think of nasty thoughts when you're there because the only thought that you can think about is I don't want to get killed. Yes. Because you're literally gonna be killed if you don't move and also yeah. that gi is so uncomfortable yes, it <laughs> so is. it's just like you're grabbing onto that and yes. like you're not thinking any thoughts other yeah. than like how it's like chafing you yes you're in uh. pain but you also want to get out of pain and you want to kill this person so there's no like yeah. nasty thoughts that go around yes. in your head but like as a i can understand like as an onlooker just looking at how people are doing it i always get questioned like you do jujitsu like with a guy, I'm like, yeah, with a guy. But then when you're there, you'll never think of those thoughts, except for that crush that I had. <laughs> and we'll and we'll and we'll be back with two and more. <laughs> with like a quick five minute break while I break up with Janine and then he come back. He puts oh, her in an armbar. Oh, is it? No. No, but uh, but going back, but like, like even for me, I whenever I see people doing jujitsu and everything, I'm like, is this really needed in life? Like, mm. like I'm like, you live in Dubai is like this one of the safest places in the world. I'm like, will you ever use this in yes. a real world setting? Like, I don't know. Have you ever been in a fight in real life, like like a street fight or something, and you actually had to like, what did I learn in Taekwondo or what did I learn in karate? <laughs> I've been in a couple of fights. I've never had to. I've never used anything that I've learned. <laughs> Because when you're in that fight mode, you're not really thinking about like the 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 roundhouse kick that you learned <laughs> from Master Yoshi. His head, his head is there. Exactly. I think jujitsu is a good way to de-escalate uh, a situation without having to get physically uh, like uh, violent. Exactly. The thing I will say though is like it's not feasible if it's more than one person because obviously there is. You'd the have to focus yourself on one person. You're focusing on one person. You're trying to like get a choke in, and someone just comes and kicks you in the head like their friend. That is so true. Um, yeah. In a fight, anything should go right really like in a street fight yeah um you know poking eyes <laughs> or anything um but i've never had to use uh jujitsu no wait well i want to know why you started this fight oh but... it was a, it was a bunch of si- silly reasons so there was one time when i was in the desert uh with a friend and uh, uh with a couple of friends and we were drinking uh i don't know if that's <laughs> if i'm allowed to say <laughs> that but we were uh, we were teens and uh this one guy came and grabbed my hat off of my head and just started running around, right? And he was a friend of mine. Like, it was cool, whatever. I didn't know who he was. So um, I ran back to him and I was like, hey, give my hat back, right? And I was, and at that point, I was balding as well. So I was self-conscious about my hair. So it's like, you know, I, and I was a bit drunk too. So I was like, hey, just give me, give me back my hair. Some dude who was his friend thought I was like f- like fighting with him or something. So he came and sucker punched me from on the, the face. side. Yeah, on the side, in the face. And the next thing I know, I was on the ground. Oh, gosh. And I wasn't even, like, yelling at the dude or what. I was just like, hey, give me back my hat. You know, like, whatever. I'm, like, not a, a guy who escalates situations like that. So then I get up and I'm super pissed off because I'm like, if you want to fight me, like, at least tell me, like, a man, don't sucker punch me from right, the side. Right, right, right. So then um, I, I, like, went up to him and I was like, hey, let's fight. Like, you know, whatever. Man to man. And then right as we were getting into it, I think I remember, like, throwing a, a punch or two. But then our friends separated us. Because they were like, oh, no, like, he has some friends who can, like, come and beat you guys up. And, like, you don't want to get in trouble with him. In the, those times, there was a lot of, like, gangs yeah. and all of that thing. Yeah. And they were like, you know, Ras Ras, which is, like, one versus one. Yeah. So they were just like, it's not worth it. And then I remember going back to McDonald's with a black eye. <gasps> and all my friends are just eating and they're, like, laughing at me. <laughs> Oh, and I'm just upset and I'm eating the sausage McMuffin and like I'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that guy was the guy the guy who punched me was the guy who drove us to the desert <laughs> and while he was driving us to the desert he was playing this one song 
and it was the I'm an albatross. The, yeah, uh, it's, it's that EDM song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. And to this day, when I hear that, I get flashbacks and I get upset. <laughs> so when I'm like learning jujitsu or something, I channel that song in my head. I play it and I get upset. <laughs> and now you're ready to and smash someone. And now I'm ready. I'm like, yeah, sucker punch me now, <laughs> Ahmed. <laughs> Ahmed, you shouldn't have done that, dude. You shouldn't have. So, so how did you get, how did you get into comedy then from there? <laughs> like, Way to what? twist things around, John. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I'm gonna get into comedy. <laughs> yeah, with the comedy thing, I I always knew. So like, there was, I always knew I was a comedian. I always knew that I was. No, wait, before we go into that, I want yeah. to say how I met Anand. Because um, I remember there was a day was when jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ahmed. You're the dog. <laughs> He came and said, "I'm the top dog." <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if you remember this, but we were at uh, Kickers back in the day in uh, Sports City. Yeah, and uh, I think I was on, and uh, I had a set, and I think you were before me or after me. Before you, definitely before you at that point. <laughs> and Anand went like straight, and he had like jokes. Like, I guess the first time I'm seeing Anand, this is the first time anyone's seen Anand. I think it was your first show ever. In kickers and he went like straight into like the dirty jokes like like and i'm like whoa this guy like has no filter really because he went straight into it like hi man and then it goes something about uh like yeah okay like all this kind of stuff <laughs> right and i'm like whoa this guy's like no filter and i remember that and then uh i go on and then at the end anand comes up to me i don't know if you remember this I, and he's like bro you had a nice set and i love your tattoos and then he showed me his naruto tattoo i'm like virgin <laughs> i'm kidding but then, what a bromance story i didn't even, I didn't even remember that, but, but yeah but then from there uh i think that's where we hit it off and then i went the next day to your graduation ceremony at dubomedy that's what i remember and yeah. you killed i yeah. you killed he didn't want to like he, his set was done and people were like yelling and chanting and he didn't want to get off stage because he was like really soaking it in yeah i remember that i'm like this guy's like well deserved like stand there, like soak it in, get the applause, get all the like the laughters in, and then he left the stage. And then from there, I think that's where, like I said, like things kicked off from there. Then Anand and I did a lot of roast battles. We shared the same stage. He's hosted a lot, and I think that's like just seeing Anand and all those places really brought us together. And that graduation um, ceremony was a bittersweet event. Because that was a room of 500 people. Yeah. And it was the second time I was ever performing. Uh, the night before, I was very confident because it went really well at Kickers. And I wasn't expecting that. Um, and it was I was just trying out my set before this graduation ceremony. And so I went to that. And four people performed before me. And I remember just going to the bathroom every couple of seconds and doing my breathing. Because I was so nervous. I would just go to the bathroom and go... <gasps> Right, and then I would come back. Imagine the person in the stall, like, what's going yeah, on exactly. in the stall? Like, <laughs> right, not a good place to be doing breath work, by the way. The bathroom. <laughs> so, just a tip for everyone. Yeah, do not do uh, Wim Hof in, in the stalls. So I remember going up, and I remember just like people hanging on to every word I was saying, and it was going really, really well. And I remember looking at my uh, the teachers who taught me comedy. I mean, they didn't, like, you know, who helped me hone comedy. I won't say taught me comedy, but honed. Mina and Ali El-Sayed. And uh, they were in the side. And I just looked at them like, is this actually happening right now? This is crazy. Because, as Joshua would know, for the entire eight weeks, I think, that the class was, or four weeks, 
Um, you're just in a room with other comedians and they're as nervous as you and you're trying out your jo- jokes and you're not getting any laughs yeah. <laughs> for like eight weeks. You're just like, so what's the deal with airplanes? And then there's like <laughs> nothing, right? So then I go up and I talk about like all those different kinds of things, like how Indian people would make for bad thieves because um, they're too nice and this kind of thing. And then like you spray him with pepper spray. But I had this joke about how like you spray him with pepper spray, but he's so used to the spices that he thinks it's cologne. And everyone goes, ah, like they start laughing. And I see my sister in the crowd. I see Joshua, who I didn't like recognize that much at that point because it was the second time meeting him. But it's bittersweet because... I have never had a show as good as that since. And I've right. always been chasing that feeling. Right. Ever since. And yeah. it, it's like uh, like a feeling I can never get back, really. Unless I, I do a show for a thousand people, yeah. maybe like in the future. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. I think to me, it's just, I don't know how you guys do it, but to subject yourself to mm. hundreds, maybe thousands of people who may or may not laugh. Mm. I don't know how you guys do it. It's just It just takes a different level of confidence to actually do that because every single thing you say you have to wait for their reaction and see if they're actually going to react to it to whatever you said and if you start off without laughs how do you continue on your set like how Mm. do you still subject yourself to the rest of the couple of minutes that you have i think the super important thing is acknowledging it is if a joke doesn't work just by the the mere fact of saying well that didn't work or like oh these are new jokes guys just acknowledging it breaks the tension in the room and it makes people a lot more at ease like okay this guy knows what he's doing he's trying out new jokes uh the other thing that makes the mark of a true comedian i think is if you bomb terribly the ability to come back after that and keep going is what separates it. Because me and Joshua over the years have seen so many people fall off and you never see them again. And that was it. Yeah, because bombing essentially ties back to our, our ancestry and our olden times. It's it's like you're making a speech in front of the whole village mm. and then they cast you out of the village. You're no longer included in the village. That's how you feel. Right. Like you've been kicked out. Right. So the ability to come back from that is really what what makes a comic, I think. Mm. So how many times have you been kicked out, Josh? Of where? Of the village? <laughs> of the village. Let's just say he's moved villages <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> no, but I, I, I totally agree. Like in Dubomedy, the class always starts off with like 15, maybe 20 people sometimes. And at the graduation show, it's like 8, 10 people. So even in that process of like learning the art of comedy... People are weeded out. Yeah, people like start backing out and they all have weird excuses and stuff. But I totally agree with Anand said. And it, and it's a very, very rare form of like, you know, like like Anand like speaks his heart out over there, even if he's like angry at a, something, a certain something or if he wants to talk about a feeling that he once had or like some childhood trauma. It's a safe place because that's when people see like, oh, I'm not the only one in this situation or like, oh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I think I've seen you after that at many, many shows. Um, and and there's a lot of different. So the comedy scene here in Dubai has been growing for a long time uh, and it's been getting better and better. Now we have alternate forms of comedy as well. Mm. A lot of improv shows. Um, and back in the day, there was just a couple of formats that we used to follow. Uh, regular comedy shows. We used to do roast battles. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really like there wasn't even that much improv nights yeah. ever. Um, that I don't know. Can you remember any other alternate forms of comedy that we used to do? Maybe yeah. like like what Sahar used to do, like a quick game show on the stage or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah but now it's it's really evolved. Like there's people who do music comedy. There's more improv. There's an improv troupe. 
That's actually that is really here. cool. I mean, as an audience, because when I grew up in Dubai as well, so and I'm so into comedy mm-hmm. and traveling and actually going into stand up comedy shows and all that. Coming back here, I'm like, I wish Dubai had a scene like that. Yeah. And then like just a couple of years back, everything started like sprouting up again mm-hmm. after you know pre pandemic and then now post pandemic it's been going really well so people it's who going actually stronger enjoy. than ever actually like i feel yeah. there is a lack of comedians here in dubai itself because the same comedians know? are there and like every night that you go to yeah it must be difficult for you guys because you would have to write more jokes because it's not like you're touring you know dubai align abu dhabi <laughs> yeah Fajera. like it's the same not the same crowd all the time but usually the same people who would actually gravitate towards comedy shows would come a lot of times so you would have to have a variety of jokes or else they'll just like listen to the same things over and over again i do you want to no like i i just wanted to say that that's the reason why i think anand and me became really close because we have the like a very similar style of uh, of humor mm-hmm. like there are jokes which i don't get any laughs on but anand is like the only <laughs> one in the crowd laughing especially like my really dark stuff yeah but one thing i really like about anand he can manage like a different room all the time like especially when it comes to hosting he knows how to read the room mm-hmm you do that a lot and your style also changes like i remember you did a ted talk as well yeah yeah yeah. i did a ted talk acting as steve jobs but i was steve jobless and, oh my uh, god <laughs> i was trying to sell a instead of apple i was selling a mango phone that sold at dragon mart and i was just like this really cocky indian guy uh and uh, it was it was really cool to be invited for that but i think that's the thing that i noticed about you as well is like at first i was like wow this guy's humor is really dark and i remember the first two jokes that you had made like i'll never forget it you know with the with the dad uh joke i don't want to give it away but <laughs> it's, it, it was so like i was like wow this guy's able to speak his mind and like like i was dying laughing the first time i saw joshua on stage so that's the reason why i really went and spoke with him i didn't really speak to many other people other than joshua and abs the first mm. times when I was in Kickers. Abs, I went up to him and I said, you look like the serial killer from you. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> Joe Goldberg, right? Yeah, he gets Joe. that a lot, apparently. Yeah, he does get that a lot. Now that I think about it, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. So I, that's the thing I noticed about Joshua. And then also, um, we had many shows. For some reason, any show that like we accept, we always end up together in some random spot. <laughs> over the and it's like always me after him or him after me so we're like also tied up like together yeah yeah so if i know he's doing well then i'm like okay i will do well if i'm doing bad then he knows exactly. he's gonna do exactly that. yeah it's, it's no, not like similar. in that sense but i know like because anand and i we have the similar style like we go a little bit dark a little bit dirty as well sometimes so like we know we can read the room like that okay if anand's doing well then i will know that i will also do quite well yeah mm-hmm. but i think yours yours is more darker and i think mine is more dirtier yeah, yeah i that's think true, that's yeah. A, yes that's the, yes. the way we go as yeah. an audience who's seen both of you right. yes you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you should describe it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's definitely something that i want to evolve and that it will evolve over the years is i want to get into storytelling a lot more because i have a lot of insane stories in my life that have happened to me and uh i like i have like people are like that's what you should talk about when i when i talk in the yeah. comedy scene you know so that's definitely what i want to get into more yeah but storytelling as an art especially when it comes to comedy is is very tough like i have so many half written jokes about like my my childhood the reason how i got into comedy Same. like me being raised like filipino indian in the middle east all this kind of stuff but it's it's such an art like that's why i really like my favorite comedian is hasan minaj because mm. you've seen a special that homecoming king on netflix it's the perfect special for me it's like a truly a one-man show where he really just talks about his life mm-hmm. no like 
no jokes here in between but it's just literally how he was raised in america and how he made it mm-hmm. and stuff so it's it's really an art and i think that's that's something which is something which will take a lot of time but i'm willing to go on that journey yeah definitely yeah But like so, Hanan and I we also got really close when we started doing roast battles because that's something we we really <laughs> love, man. Seriously, yeah, and it's do. and it's such a it's such a fun skill to have, especially like in the beginning when we did our first roast shows. Th- those were the highs that I was chasing, to be honest. Yeah, like yours might have been the first show. Yeah, but for me on on roast battles, it was like in a room like that where people are like oh and like audience members coming and walking to the front and like giving you a high five giving you a high five they're like i can't believe he said that and then you're like you're wondering did i really say that and then you're going for blood sometimes in roast battles so like you have maybe certain things uh that we're doing but uh, like that we're saying but then we go off script sometimes like i've mm. gone off script sometimes where it's just like joe for example came for blood and then like i went completely off script and and uh it, it was it's just like he was out to kill joe was out to yeah, kill but on that day i remember he held his own and he really went back at it yeah. when you say off script do you mean you guys know what each other will say no okay it, it's more like so your like, own yeah it's more okay. so like you roast me and you say so, something about me and then i just came up with a genius comeback for that right and then that that's its own roast right right got it so, got it Yeah, yeah. like well, something quick thinking like on your feet right there and then like mm-hmm. when he says a joke then you give a quick comeback like something about yeah. oh like what you're these wearing. are off limits like you can just talk about anything right everything from appearance to if you know that person or the way he speaks the way he talks whatever so in general we haven't gone extremely personal in mm-hmm. the roast battles like we don't go on like people's family or their their uh, significant others right. unless it's like something more basic like for example i have joked about abs uh well actually i won't say that right now but <laughs> but we have we have uh, gone a bit on the baseline but, right but touch and go okay yeah yeah it's like mostly what i've seen is mostly on appearance and uh, profession okay yeah well n- because we're talking about rose so what is your opinion on the, the the hottest topic out there about will smith and chris rock oh like as a comedian yeah who is also one of the rose you know How do you call it, Rose Kings? You yeah, guys, Rose Master. You, you are the Rose Master. Yes. What What is your opinion on that? I'll say, I think that um, see, like doing a roast, especially in such a giant crowd of people, is extremely hard. And Chris Rock is, if if there's anyone that could do it, it's him. I think Will Smith, having been a comedian in the past, he attempted it, but he failed at it. Um, should have known how tough it is, and and the very fact that Chris Rock was roasting everyone in the room—it's not just that he blindly went after Jada um, as an attack—should have been an indicator to Will that like he's just making jokes. Mm. Um, I think it didn't need to escalate physically. If he wanted to say something, he could have just said something. But him doing that kind of wasn't the right move, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. I think that um, he could like just him doing that kind of made him out to be the bad guy which i hate because i love will smith like yeah. i grew up watching like his his movies fresh prince fresh prince yeah and, uh, what's that movie where he's alone and it's like he has a dog i am legend i am legend mm. oh my god that yeah. movie bro or pursuit so, of happiness pursuit of happiness yeah. um so yeah like i i think that like he shouldn't have gone that route I understand though emotions are in play and sometimes like you don't have control over your own emotions and stuff like and his that. Mental health is unstable. Yeah, et mental, yeah, he's yeah. been through a rough year. In yeah, the past as well. and apparently Jada is like really 
controlling controlling right yeah, yeah, yeah. like because you could see in the clip that's the thing that still baffles me to this day like you can see will smith laughing in the beginning yeah and jada has a straight face and then all of a sudden you see him walking towards the stage and and it's like okay maybe he just wants to give me a high five or like talk to me in like a sidebar or something but no he goes in straight for the slap yeah mm-hmm. so there are a lot of things that are really off about it bro as soon as will smith would have slapped me in my head it would have gone i'm an albatross and then i would have jumped <laughs> <laughs> i would have jumped not today will <laughs> not today like, now with your jujitsu equipped with jujitsu skills you would know how to de-escalate the situation exactly i would yeah. do i would do a double leg and then oh my god <laughs> choke him out <laughs> choke him out but no i saw like an interview too like, like of will and it this is one people haven't seen a lot where will was like i was so excited for her 40th birthday have you guys seen this jada's no. birthday jada's 40th birthday mm-hmm. and he's like i planned for months and months and i wanted everything to be perfect and he made it the, it the most special 40th birthday for her mm-hmm. and she he she came up to him after and during the party and said i hope you're happy that now your ego is fulfilled <gasps> and she said that it was just all for his own ego and he said it shattered him i, I think i saw this i think yeah. i saw this and i was like damn oh. i really did my man will dirty like how can you yeah do say that. that. How say can that. you be with such a person? I feel. Yeah. I guess love just works in in, in mysterious ways, right? But then do, there's a line between that and an abusive relationship, right? Exactly. Like gaslighting. And exactly. Toxic. And I think that's how she is. I mean, based on we don't know what happened in closed doors, right? Yeah. But based off the videos that we've seen, how she interacts with Will, and all of these like allegations not even allegations she said she actually cheated on will right yeah yeah but they have apparently an open relationship so he that's did also, as well, yeah. apparently. i don't know but um, you know how the media is like painting her now it's like it's like everyone is like making her out to be a super villain which yeah. i think is like a little crazy like she looks like lex luther but she should <laughs> <laughs> she should know <laughs> like, it's quite yeah it's yeah, quite bad it's quite bad because because look will also has his own will you know yes to do whatever he wants but he also did something wrong. He and did. we can't just pin it in total, you know, into Jada. Yeah. Yes, of course, she did something. But one of my, what I would say is that it's sad because I'm not a comedian. Mm-hmm. And this just goes to show that now everyone can just go up on stage and like slap people. Physically and, like, assault the, someone. Yeah. If they are like offended. And also Jada and Will were sitting in front. That's the rule to roasting people if you're in a comedy show or a comedy bar exactly if you sit in front you are enlisting yourself yourself, yeah you know for for the comedians to actually talk to you and and offend you and roast you that's how it is like people know that that's why people don't want to sit in front or they would love to sit in front depends on yeah you know so for them sitting in front and for them knowing that chris rock is a comedian look even Ricky Gervais, everyone who hosted the Oscars roasts people. So it's not like he single-handedly attacked Jada yeah. in that way. And, you know, I, I don't even know that she has alopecia. Yeah, maybe the joke is not the best because it's a little bit distasteful because he was attacking her, you know, whatever she had. People were saying that apparently she had a really bad haircut or she, her hair was thinning or something, but it, yeah. it wasn't diagnosed. And then she came out and said that it was alopecia. But who knows like that is a really hard thing and i'm saying that and i have the authority to say that because i lost my hair at 16 <laughs> so jada 
<laughs> I ain't never gotten slapped someone because I've gotten roasted about my bald ass so, so many times by by Joshua and by other comics. But like, I never went up and you know how can she slap essentially? Yeah. But how can Will? <laughs> how can she slap? How can she slap? She, she came out with um with her. I don't know if it's a legit interview, but I saw an article saying that she came out saying that I never asked for him to to slap him. I never asked him to go and defend me. I don't need defending. I'm a woman who doesn't need defending of course and to say that after will did that yes he's like all my efforts went to vain like like will really got the short end of the stick completely true true and now he's like banned for 10 years yes can i ask you one question did you guys see the andrew schultz defending will smith oh my god guys he went off i showed that to janine the other day yeah and I loved it. And and I, the, there's this one line that I showed to my girlfriend because she was upset at the whole thing too. She was like, you know, this is all just fodder for the white man to kind of like, it's like t- turning into the black men are again uh, violent and aggressive and like it's, it's painting that whole narrative. Yes. And I agreed to a certain extent, you know, about the whole thing. But then I showed her this one joke that's so, so <laughs> he says... He says Jada actually helped Will with his training for the movie King Richard. <laughs> Cause every time she goes down on him, it looks like a bouncing tennis ball. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Oh no, the gosh. better one was something about the the plumber and uh, the, oh, yeah, the drain, yeah. the hair, the, the, the hair. drain and the bathtub. That was the one that that put like me on the spot. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it think was, Andrew Schultz did a really, really good way. He went of, like, off. He went off. He's that like, is he doesn't proper take, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't hold back yeah. in any of these things. I, I love it. I love it. Because, I mean, he's a comedian. So to him, he, I'm sure he's like flabbergasted yeah. at what happened. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people are. But, you know, there's also some um, some speculation that this whole thing was like a complete uh, stage. stage thing. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Is it a possibility at all? That like they were like you know what this Oscars is so boring no one's ever gonna watch this let's just make something happen. I didn't even know it was happening. Me neither. And um, I just woke up to it in the morning when I checked my Instagram or something. I'm like, oh, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. I'm thinking there's so many things to it. Like, okay, first of all, yeah, the ratings were really low for the Oscars. Yeah. And uh, if there's some pictures where they say that uh, Chris Rock had uh, a padding on his cheek. I think that was photoshopped um yeah yeah okay but uh, then i don't know and then um they're saying that uh will smith would have never done this if it was someone else hosting the- that that i don't that i will agree with i don't know if it was like um the rock the rock or even if it ricky was gervais. ricky gervais yeah. or someone i don't can think can you imagine him can be slapping little. ricky gervais yeah. or like amy schumer for example, if I would, she was saying that I, I would joke. be for that. <laughs> I, would slap, I would slap her even if she didn't make a joke. Like, just like, get on stage. Keep my wife's her. name. I didn't talk about your wife. but just keep her out of your Yeah, look, I think, you know, maybe, maybe Chris Rock was also a little bit in the wrong for talking about something that i don't know but to me it's it's he's they a said comedian that he didn't even write that joke so they said some joke writer had written it wow but every time i think all of these jokes have to be approved or something by the academy or i don't know because i saw an article about amy schumer mm-hmm. wanting to say something i forgot what that joke was it was quite dark and they said no you can't say it 
Yeah. So it means that someone has to approve. How? But when Ricky saying. Gervais did it, he he stopped at nothing. He went literally. Yeah. All so in. people, maybe someone approving it is like for. No, maybe he went against that approval maybe. because no one would have let him say those things when he maybe. when he hosted. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, to me, it's just like insane. No, I for, insane. for me, I I I think it's the the smallest joke you could make some like about someone who's bald. And what Will did is like completely out of the blue, and he shouldn't have done anything like that. He should have just sat there or spoken like to him, like on a sidebar or something. Like, hey, yeah. I didn't like you. And if Will did that, he would have came out on top. Like, it would have been like, oh, he defended his wife and he handled it in a mature way. Mm. But then by this, Chris Rock comes on top. I don't know if you heard his tickets. Or his ticket sales yes. are through the roof, yeah. right like in, in an insane way. Yeah. yeah. So I remember watching it, and to be honest, when I first saw it at work, I was pissed off. Like, I got angry at it. Because it brought back some flashbacks of the distance. Because it was a sucker punch too. That's the thing. Like he he made it seem like he was gonna dap him up or do some not dap him up, but like maybe like pretend or something. And then yeah. he just, you know, like I don't know. Props to Chris Rock though for still continuing the whole and not like, pressing any charges. Yeah, yeah, and and just standing there and actually making up, making the whole situation like it didn't happen. Like he was just like, oh, and he was also taken aback. Yeah. But he still continued on. Yeah. He's a professional. Yeah. You know, yes. he didn't swing back. He didn't, like, start another fight. So so good on Chris Rock. And this is why his ticket sales are up. Hmm. It's yeah. because people are like, you know, poor Chris Rock. And everyone wants to hear his side of the story. You know? yeah. 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 It's cra- It's just it's just a crazy situation. It's such a hot topic. It's like it's all over the internet now. It just goes to show, like, look at Will. So many things that he's done right. Mm-hmm. And he did this one wrong thing in public. Yeah. And everyone cancels him. Yeah. So many things are taken away from him. Just goes to show how easy it is to get you off of your pedestal wherever, mm. you know. I mean, like the Oscars banned him, but then he still has that golden statue at home now. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. He still, he still has, has that. that. He was still able to, to say his speech. He's still able he to still space. went to the after party. And that's crazy to me yeah. that he was able to assault someone and then still have his speech. Exactly. That is wild. Yeah. For them to allow it. And then for them to now go back and say, oh, actually... We're taking, you know, you can't be in in the next ten years of Oscars. Yeah, that's weird. Like you should have done that then and there. No, apparently they did, but he they told him to, he has to leave. But then apparently he refused. I or, heard about that. Yeah, he was like, "Nah, I'm Will yeah, Smith." I'm, and I'm, they I'm were like, "Oh, sit. okay." Like, uh, gosh, yeah. they don't want to make a scene like in the middle of everything that's going on, right? After like finish the scene. show and then we'll take whatever actions necessary, but. Yeah. Before that. It's just, yeah. Violence is just a no-no to me in Mm -hmm. any situation. Mm -hmm. This is why the jiu-jitsu. So you can de-escalate the situation, not start it. So let's say if I'm in a roast battle Mm -hmm. and some guy goes after you, what would you have done? It's a roast battle. Yeah? Yeah. If if it was really offensive to me, like maybe after the show, Mm -hmm. I'll go myself. Mm -hmm. Be like, keep my name out of your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> but not right then and there. Yeah. Picture that <laughs> not For me, right I don't know. Like, like yeah. all the roast battles. I like after that, I still hug everyone. I tell everyone I love them. But you yeah. roast me on some of your yeah. I I roast you as jokes. well. So yeah, it's, it's don't take it personally. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that will get me to like hit someone. People start becoming like people are becoming super sensitive nowadays. Exactly. Like there are things that just let it go. It's it's, it's a joke. Yeah, you know? if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Like yeah. it's a comedy, you're yeah. coming there for a show. Yeah. Like for someone who's married to a comedian. 
he's a comedian. Yeah. That's yeah. his that's his roots, right? He, yeah. he he started off as a comedian, yeah. actor. And then to react that way, I don't know. I don't know. It's just not People right. will probably say, oh, yeah, no, no, no. They, he should be, she should be sensitive. She's suffering, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're not saying she's not suffering, mm-hmm. but it's a joke. No. Yeah, it's a joke. Gotta, I don't know. Yeah. That's my opinion. It'll fin- yeah, like people will forget about it within a week, but now he prolonged it and now it's. Exactly. Yeah. People are going like. 10 times harder on internet about the whole thing. So. I just feel like the memes, it's gotten like to the point where I don't want to see anymore. It's yeah. just it's everywhere. It's so overwhelming, yeah. really. It's all everywhere. over the place. Yeah. yeah. If you see my explore page, it's half of it is that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. dying down a little bit, but like. No, I don't think it's dying down. A few days after it, it was just everyone was talking about it. Everyone, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Every podcast has spoken about it. Yeah. Just, We're a little bit yeah. delayed now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but just, I just wanted to take your opinion because you both are people who actually participate in roast battles and you're both comedians so yeah just wanted to know your two but cents. in dubai it's never happened like that right any physical altercation when it came up but i know like people have gotten really like i remember some something about glass being thrown or like food being thrown at comics before i <sighs> think mcdad or or t-bone or something i i do remember some co- uh people in the crowd throwing stuff there was so there was this one time uh i don't know if sahar ever told you about this but there was a show we did in tribeca mm-hmm. back in the day yeah arno's uh spot and there were these group of guys who i think were all there for a bachelor uh party and they were all like uh white folk mm. and i was on they they were heckling me to some extent but i i just took the the easy way out and i just ignored them and uh then sahar went on and they were really on her like in terms of heckling and i think she left the stage and she was really down and about uh down and out about it and then um who was headlining what's his name the ty yeah ty was like really upset at these guys there were like a group of people and when when ty was called to the stage he literally walked through them Mm -hmm. and they had like these low tables Mm -hmm. and he stepped on the tables wow so like literally he kicked like a few cups down he wow i I don't know if a bottle had fallen but he literally walked through this long table yeah and got on stage and he started roasting them like and one of the guys was like really really pissed yeah and they were gonna fight and then uh, ty managed to control them that was the first time i'm like whoa what's going on because i thought like people were gonna throw fists and then but then ty said like you cannot do all those stuff here like he was he was really an adult about it except for the stepping on the table part and then he said I will reimburse whatever I've broken. Mm. I will pay for those guys, but you cannot like do this stuff in a in a comedy room. Mm. And uh, yes, they think security was also ready to like, yeah, throw people away. Yeah, throw people out. And but even Ty was in the wrong for that. I wouldn't. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe uh, stepping on their tables a little bit too much. Yeah, but, but I can yeah. I can imagine also what state of mind he would have been, especially when this. This rowdy group of people were like really irritating all the comedians at that point. No, mm. drunk drunk hecklers are definitely a thing. I've I've had my share of like dealing with the drunk hecklers, and it's definitely a a, a point where like if you care about the show at all, and if you want it to go well, you have to point it out. And and it's also a respect thing with the audience. Like if you're disrespectful to the audience, the other people that are in that room, yeah, then you have to kind of. Uh, talk about it um and also if you're just doing your jokes but then you're not acknowledging the one douche in the corner who's being super loud then the audience is like why do i have to listen to you you're not even standing up for yourself mm-hmm. you're not, not commanding the you've situation. handled hecklers really well 
really, really well. I've seen. I remember this one heckler in Miss Wang's uh, that was like just this guy who had like all these fake chains on him. He's super drunk, and every comic that was coming on, he was yelling, "Next, being on next act, you're not funny!" Like he was super drunk and like being very loud and obnoxious. So I remember Mo Bother coming up to me before my set, and he goes, "Go for him, kill him, right? Like destroy him." So I'm like, uh, I wasn't sure at first. And then he came up and like, he was like, I got your back. Don't worry. Like, okay, like go for it. So then I go up and I'm just like, I, I go into this guy. I'm like, why do you need to be the center of attention all the time? You know, you're making a, like, I was like, give it up for the worst representation of Indians in the room. And, and then he did go- a just soul joke. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm Sri Lankan. And I go, oh, so that's what offended you. You know, like that you're, that I said Indian. That's weird. And then uh, I said like, you know, his chains were from Dragon Mart. I was like, just really go- going into him. And then I remember getting done with my set and everyone is like dapping me up. They were like, whatever. And then I go up to Mo and he's like, bro, I didn't, I didn't ask you to go that hard on it. <laughs> he was like, he, he might've come back with friends. I'm going to leave. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I thought you had my back. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't understand hecklers though. Like why, why would you make, maybe I guess they need more attention. Yeah. He, well, he said he was a singer and he's like, he, so maybe like he wanted the attention as well. Like, Go ahead so. and sing for everyone then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, a song. We don't have auto tunes here. So. <laughs> no one came here for a singing entertainment. Exactly. He came here for comedy. So God. maybe that would be comedy. That guy singing. That would. James. Yeah, probably. Sri Lankan singer. <laughs> Wait, now on singer, I think we can like slowly move into this topic. But Anand has produced a lot of shows, not a lot, but I think a handful. That's a good segue. And and I think I want you to talk about a go and Shack incident. Oh my god! And and if you could like, because Anand did the best, like one of the the best jokes I've heard from Anand is the set when he opened up his his last show that he produced and he spoke about producing and uh the go and check story and he did it in such a comedic way i couldn't stop laughing because i was part of that joke and <laughs> and whatever he said was so accurate so i think the stage is yours if you want to like talk about this whole situation sure well i when i was producing first i got asked um by this place called the go and shack and they didn't have uh <laughs> they didn't have a karaoke they didn't have a performing license right they had a karaoke license so what the owner said to me was he said hey look you can't perform on stage uh, you have to perform off stage, and if you see anyone coming in plain clothes, when you're doing your jokes, immediately drop your jokes and just start singing, right? And the stage is not even like a stage stage; it's like this platform, right? It's like that yeah, thick of a platform. Like, yeah. yeah, it's nothing, right? It's just a raised, elevated like thing, right? Step. Like a curb, yeah. yeah, like a step. So he's like, you can't stand on that; stand on the side. So he's like, if if a CID comes in, just stop and start singing. I'm like, how would that go? It'd be so weird. Like, I would be like, so what's the deal with the RTA Metro? It's like, you know, Despacito. This is how we do it. So, so strange. So I remember him telling us this. And then he was like, okay, we're going to try a trial run, right? Of of, uh, the thing in Go and Shack. Now, what happened was... Um, we were supposed to start the comedy night at uh, 8 p.m. And there was supposed to be uh, this lady. Her name was the Nightingale of Goa. She was supposed to come and perform. And she's known, renowned as like the most amazing uh, performer from Goa, like a singer. She was supposed to come open the show. Now, um, it became 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9. And she still wasn't there, right? At around 10 p.m., she shows up. 
Now, what I didn't know about her was she's about 85 years old. Okay. And she came slowly, like, walking up to the stage with her walking stick, oh, right? And she had so much glitter on her face. It looked like the guy who was, like, her makeup artist or the girl who was her makeup artist just went up to her and she was like, wait, 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 Miss Laura, wait, wait. <laughs> like, just put, like, all of the like, glitter on her face and you're like, you're ready, right? Final touches for Final you. touches. So she goes up and by this point, everyone is drunk and they're like, Lorna, Lorna, and that's her name. And she's like, everyone's super hyped and the room is filled with, like, these drunk Goans and they're excited. And she goes up and she's singing classic Goan bangers, right? Like she's going, Maria Pitache, oh Maria Pitache, right? And I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, oh my God, kill me, right? Like what's happening? My comedy show. And she's like, Maria Pitache. And then I look for supports in the room. And I remember Joshua being there. And I look to the side and Joshua is going, Maria Pitache, oh Maria Pitache. <laughs> I didn't know that you knew Goan music. <laughs> of course. Man. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Josh. <laughs> so then this woman like um sings for another hour right and they go encore encore and they're super excited and uh she leaves and on that note i go to the center of the stage and it's now like 12 a.m and i go who's ready for some comedy <laughs> And I see Joshua shaking in the background. <laughs> like, no, no, like, no one's ready for comedy. And I remember. At 12, right after the, her show. At 12. And I remember this sweet old lady in the front. She just goes, Can you bring back Lorna? <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, God. So I just remember, like, being like, I can salvage this situation. So I go and I start trying to do crowd work. So, like, I go up to a person. I'm like, You, sir, where are you from? And she, and he too is like, We just came here for Lorna. Please, can you bring her back? It was the worst night. I remember Joshua going up and like we all bombed. And I, I want to know your perspective because like I, I never got your perspective as well. But like that was. was <laughs> so Anna, Anna messages me. He's like, Josh, the, I'm starting to produce. Uh, so this is the first show you produced. It was the first show and it was the test run of the first show I ever produced. Okay. Yeah, so Anand like messaged me like, yo, I have this new room. It's called the Going Shack and we have like our first show coming up and uh i really want you to help me out i'm like yeah no problem I, I got you bro like anything for you then so on the day of i meet anand and he has his sister over there and then there's this other guy who comes in <laughs> then i'm like hey hey bro what's up and he's like he sits with us and starts talking so i'm like Yo, who are you by the way he's like oh i'm the other comedian i'm like oh whoa word that's so cool like welcome like how long have you been doing it's like oh it's my first time i'm like oh okay and like the room is starting to fill and i'm like so how did you hear about this like no i saw this post on linkedin i'm like linkedin bro? <laughs> linkedin what and i had never posted on linkedin i didn't know who this guy was essentially he could have been some guy who just walked in and was like wanted to do comedy <laughs> and he was like he was like he's such a young guy he didn't know anything. i'm like and then i'm like okay cool so so this is your first show and i'm like like maybe funny like and then he goes on stage and he completely bombs. And he's like, hey, Josh, can you record my set? <laughs> so I'm recording there, like, in the room. Because I think he was the first ever. He, he's the first comedian yeah. to go up. So Anand's doing his crowd work. No one gives a damn about Anand. There. Like, literally, he's like, Anand's, like, trying to hype up the crowd. He, that moment was exactly true word for word. He goes, like, so where are you from, sir? And this guy's like, bring back Lorna. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm, then I'm just, like, in the corner. I'm like, this is not going to turn out well. And uh, I also remember that the room was split into two sides. So I still have this video where I'm like 
if the room to the right is ready for some comedy, make some noise. Nothing. <laughs> then I walk. I'm like, it's the room to the left, ready for some noise. And they're all just getting drunk and they don't care. There's no stage, so I'm just standing in between of them. And there are pillars in between, so literally, like, you cannot see Anand unless you like, like you pivot. <laughs> As in, this guy goes and it's like, I'm recording him and I'm, I can see his face and he's like always looking at me, like, like what do I do now? I'm just like, like looking at him recording, and I'm just like, do you just. <laughs> Then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm half going. Maybe I can change the room a little bit. Zero. Like people are talking mid set. Anand is just staring at me, and I'm just like, and then and then the owner of the room is just like looking at me. He's like, what's going on? Like, cause this room was like really dedicated for this Lorna. Like people came just to see her. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, like if Britney Spears is on, and when she's like doing her like her costume change and something, and I go on on stage and like, hey guys. Yeah. Filipino Indian here. I remember people still like dancing like to nothing. There was no music going on, but in their head they were still hearing Lorna, yeah. so they were like slow dancing while I was doing my set. So yeah, and then and then so she you guys ca- were putting out comedy and they were just no like, one cares. And then Anand is back again. I remember, and Lorna comes like to the room, and like a lot of people start centering. So I'm like, oh wow, Anand's actually getting some people to like stand and watch him. But no, Lorna's coming in. All these aunties are like trying to go in and take a selfie with her and like literally she's like she can't like that small space to go to the stage like everyone is just like taking selfies and like trying like talk to her auntie you you made my life the best your music has really inspired me all this stuff and she just talks like she sings the most random songs and like she has like I don't know, like, she needed support because, like, every 10 minutes she had to, like, take a break and stuff. Yeah. Like, she was really that old. Get her dialysis bag or something. Oh I don't know, but gosh. she was old. And then the night ended and people are on the dance floor and Anand, like, met, like, two girls, I remember. Like, I think they were near school. And, like, oh, were fans like, yeah. of the, the They, they of were Lorna. looking at me with sympathy, like, through my entire set. Like, I was asking them crowd work and they were just nodding. They weren't even answering. Yeah, yeah these two really nice girls. They were, like, they were, like, sticking to us the whole time. And then Anand and me were just, like, yeah. This guy had gone. The other guy, he's like, <laughs> I think after he said he just literally disappeared. Oh, the gosh, LinkedIn bandit. Guy. Yeah, and you never saw him again. I saw him once after that, and never again. So he never did a show. Uh, I don't know, but it That's was sad. it was so funny. It was like it was the weirdest night, and I'm like, Anand, what have you gotten me into? Today? He was an enigma. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, the the main question is: Is her voice really something that people would, you know, listen to? Maybe Is back nice? in the day, but but she yeah. did get the crowd like moving. She got everyone on their feet. She got them pumped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And really are these pumped. like old people as well? Like a, mi- a mixture, but mostly aunties and uncles. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, coming in their Hawaiian shirts and dancing and like, you know, drinking their coming beer. Coming in their going outfits. Yeah. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. It was, it was With their fedoras <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a traumatizing experience. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. And I, yeah, even after some time, we just left. We left through the back door. We just like you were kicked it. out of the village. Yes, yeah, so that yeah. was our village time. Mm. Yes, exactly. And yeah, but it was super funny. Like I, every time I think about Anand, I always go go back to that story. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> that was like such a weird situation, and that's when I started getting into weird situations with Joshua. There was this Trifid one where we were at Trifid doing the show. Oh gosh, you told me about that. <laughs> you know the, the the beginning, like when I first met Sean. And I did, like, a demo for, like, all the TriFed staff. That went really well. Yeah. But then after that, that show went went really... I don't know. It was okay. It was fine. It was okay. Yeah, Yeah, but it was just, like... 
it was a party and we just like stopped the party oh guys we have some comedians <laughs> and uh, why do you always find yourselves in the middle of like hype situations because no, Sean is such yeah. a big name in, in comedy in Dubai so we're like let's yeah. try to get on his good books and stuff yeah He's a he's a comedian as well. Yeah. He's not a comedian. He's a well, he's skit, a skit, yeah. skit, skit comedian. Right. Yeah, like oh, super funny, super movie. funny, like yeah. one of the funniest. The one who does voices. And yeah, yeah. Yes. He he funny. did stand up once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Didn't work. No, no. He had friends yeah. over. It was fine. But mm. but like he's more so like skits and yeah, skits, reels, all that kind of. But super funny and also in funny. person, so funny. Oh man, oh, you God. cannot have a straight face when you talk to him. But you know. I, I have something to say about that. Like, people can be funny. People can be funny on a skit, you know, basis. But then you put them on a stage for stand-up comedy and it doesn't work. No, no, yeah. he's all around, though. It's just, it's just, yeah, I yeah. think it's just very different. Like, people think as long as you're funny, mm-hmm. as long as you do funny things, that you can do that on stage. But I think it's, like, totally different. Yeah. It takes a whole, like, a whole different ball game. To get on stage and yeah. be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Based on what I've seen. I'm not a stand-up comedian myself, but yeah. I've seen a couple of TikTokers who are funny-ish on TikTok get on stage and completely bomb. And I'm like... Yeah. Same like that guy. Um, when we... Th- no, you were not... You didn't do that show. That show which was in the Trade Center. I don't think so. And uh, there was that one TikToker who came and opened. Like yeah. he, he like literally like... Apparently has like work. millions of followers. Yeah. But when he went on stage, he was like, okay, what, what I now? I saw him and I'm like, <laughs> dude, yeah. Yeah, like he, he ate the, yeah, he yeah. ate the crap that day. Because it just didn't work. It's probably great for TikTok or Reels or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But on stage, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. You guys should be proud of yourselves. That's that's a different level of confidence. Yeah, we're struggling though. Yeah, we are struggling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but it's at fun. least it's you, fun. you subject yourselves, right? And you yeah. get up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get back to the village. <laughs> Maybe in the next village. village we find yeah. our way back to the village yeah. eventually. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. Exactly. So yeah, that's I think that's the comedy in general is like that. You like you never know what to expect. Sometimes yeah. it's a packed room, sometimes it's like two people I've performed for. Yeah. One was a mother and her kid. I remember last week I had uh, I brought my parents to a show for the first time because they flew into Dubai. Nice. And it was an alternate form of comedy. In in retrospect, it wasn't the best night to bring them out to, but it was a PowerPoint presentation night where basically the audience members gets to write um, on a piece of paper. I am a blank like any profession. And today I'm going to talk about blank. And so it could be anything. And then you have a presentation with random images in the back and you have to make it into your presentation, right? So I take the paper and it says, I am an engineer and today I'm going to talk about how to approach women. (laughs) And so like I tried, but it was so hard. And then like, I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm an engineer, but like people say you can't pick up women if you like engineers are bad at picking up women. That's not true. I'm a super confident engineer. And my first tip for picking up women is, and I point at the presentation and it, it comes a baby's picture comes up and the baby has like soap water and the soap water is making its hair stand like this. And it's a meme that says, lol, I'm Batman. Okay. <laughs> so I go, that's the first tip for picking up women. <laughs> you have to always be the hero in every scenario. <laughs> I want to do that night, actually. I improv, see how. It was improv, quite funny. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the other comics, um, Adi, uh, who's a newer comic now he got i'm a judge and i'm going to talk about finding unicorns oh 
There was one chick who got I'm Kim Kardashian and I'm here to talk about nuclear fallout. And she literally lost the plot. Like she started saying the most random things. And it's fine if it's not funny. But make it be logical yeah. at least. It w- it didn't make any sense. Gosh. Who's the girl? I have no idea. <laughs> that That's difficult. Because like you're put in a situation where you don't know. It's not like you've practiced it. You've written it. It's literally like go, yeah. go, go. Yeah, yeah. It's go, go, Whatever go. you get. But I think those are the, like the real tests and stuff. Yeah. Yes. I remember my parents liked Amit the best. Which was just a pain to my heart. But also it was true though. He did the best. His was I'm a chef and I'm going to teach you how to make saliva tasty. <laughs> And his Amit is always like make things. He makes things dirty. So yeah. Like, How was that in front of your parents? Like, were you speaking about nasty stuff in front of your parents? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk about nasty stuff all the time in front. Nice. Of them. Oh, so you They're have that relationship with your parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty. Nice. Fun. That's good. Yeah. I've they never find taken you funny. My... Yeah, I would say nice. so. I hope so. <laughs> my mom laughs. That's cute. My mom laughs at my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, That's nice. You've, you've never taken your parents. No, I've never taken my parents. It is. I would say it was the most one of the most nervous times I've ever been because it's like you know you wanna you wanna be show your parents that you're good, but then I also felt like doing this one was like a low stake situation because I had no idea what to expect. Right. So it was also putting me at a disadvantage from the beginning. Hmm. So if I bombed, then it's not my fault. It's the presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But now I will take them to like an actual show. But I'm just working out some material first. I want to get a really tight ten minutes, and then take them out to do that. Nice. Are they yeah. gonna stay here for a while? They're going to stay until the end of Ramadan. Okay. Um, so that's been interesting because my mom, uh, we have a two bedroom. And so my mom shares it with my sister. I share the bed with my dad. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> why can't your parents stay in one room and you and your sister in the other? That is a good point. I don't know <laughs> Let me go home and check. <laughs> like if we can do that. Yeah, I'll dynam- check on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's, it's fun having them around because they cook. My dad is an amazing cook. Nice. Makes fantastic chicken curry and rice. It's always so nice having him around because when I go to work, he makes packs me like these sandwiches with like the little yogurt and like a, a snack. And uh, That's nice. it's really nice. And one time I didn't eat the sandwich and I came back home and he looked devastated. He was like, that's not cool, man. I cooked for you this lunch. So much effort. And you did this. That's bad. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I will never not have the egg sandwich that you made for me, father. I have disappointed you. You have disrespected the family name. I have to leave the clan. I'm (laughs) I'm leaving the village. I'm leaving the village. (laughs) Joining the pack of dogs with Joshua as my leader. (laughs) I'm not going to take it anywhere. I'm like literally going to bring that pack to the floor. As a golden retriever. Yeah. No, but this was fun, man. This was really fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, what's what's next? What's next for you? Like, what what do we have in store? Well, I think that like now my life has changed quite a bit because I'm I'm settling down a bit more. I got a job. Finally got a girlfriend. <laughs> so so you know those things. She's uh, lovely, by the way. Yeah, she's nice. She's very nice. Uh, and um, yeah, it's going good. I think what's next is just to keep on with the comedy, and uh, I I always. With Dubai, I always had this transitionary phase where I was like, I, I went to America and I studied there for a bit. And then now I came back here. Oh, yeah. We never spoke about that. But yeah, like, how was yeah. how was the situation over there? How was it growing up here and then moving all the way to U.S. to do your university and coming back? It was interesting, honestly. It was it was a culture shock for sure. Um, uh, and America was like, I was always expecting New York like the Jay-Z song. Mm. <laughs> I was like, New York, concrete jungle. But then I went and New York was everything I expected it to be. But I moved to Buffalo, where which is where I did my college. 
totally different. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo was not that great. Uh, it's fine. Buffalo's okay if anyone's <laughs> listening, but it's not what I expected. I thought it would be like Dubai. Uh, okay. But uh, I, I remember being disappointed at first. Um, Buffalo was very dangerous as well. Mm. Um, I had my house broken into a couple of times. Crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but I learned a lot, a lot of crazy experiences. Uh, I could go on and on about that. We could, we can have another podcast at some point. Yeah. Tell you Next time that. you come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk romance. We can talk. Uh, we can talk some topics. Yeah. 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 I think when we get our new setup as well, I think the perfect guess would be you and abs together and then us oh, oh my god i don't think one train of thought would happen <laughs> with abs and me shoot all of them oh, yeah there'll be like a three-hour podcast no i'll like leave you three together like just the oh, men man. talking about things uh then yeah. <laughs> chaos will be <laughs> then it's gonna be a shit show <laughs> yeah i think that would have to be a separate podcast altogether. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut it up so much That's i'm sure true. i'm like the editing on that will be such a terrible yeah. task to do no but honestly i would love to do like a pure comedy podcast as well like Man, that just, was yeah that's that, that is be, a dream i know you guys should dream. do it that would the be king amazing stay in the wing yeah <laughs> three of you <laughs> maybe i don't know when we get our new place i think we can try to do something over there. That would be amazing. I could help with up. the editing as well. Like, I would love to do that, honestly. Yeah. I think that would do, uh, like, putting up the clips on TikTok and, like, you know, Instagram. I can do all of those things, editing. And, like, I feel like it would do really well. Dude, there you go. We'll speak so to you separately about that. Yeah, 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 let's shot. Shot. yeah, yeah. We need the Gilbert. No, I also feel like our energy is really, like, good, like, in sync. So, like, we, we really bring out the best in each other in terms of, like, exactly, jokes and stuff. Exactly, exactly. So. And we already have that bond exactly so like it really works like we're not complete strangers or anything like that so yeah yeah just as long as it doesn't do better than this <laughs> <laughs> no i think there'll always be like that tiger belly and there'll be bad friends right yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's like, true Tuesdays or something true. different that'll like, be like the different audience different set of audience different yeah. likes yeah. yeah that's true so what's so what's next like when's your next show anything you want to plug anything like that um Next show, I have some coming up this month, uh, some in Miss Wang, some in Oak Bar. Uh, there's um, the Dubai Comedy Festival that me and Joshua are going to be part of May yes. 19th, I believe. I don't right. know. I'm very bad. You guys are it. ready? Yeah. Are you guys ready? I don't know if you're, but <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I've been telling a lot of people. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I just hope it's not outdoor. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that was me. The I last time so. I did it was outdoor, remember? Oh, yeah. And I was like sweating buckets on stage. Oh, wow. Yeah, like literally like my th- my hair was getting so thin, like you could see my scalp all the way from there because, you know, like my head was like getting so, yeah, so wet. But yeah. But, but you can follow me um, on my Instagram at Anandraman underscore because yes. Anandraman was taken because there's a billion Indians. Like, <laughs> uh, and you can also follow my uh, YouTube channel for animations because I do animations as well. You can follow that at and squared animations. So it's A-N-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D animations nice yeah and your tiktok comedy bro yeah i i don't do that as much anymore but sure <laughs> yeah why <laughs> not plug it I, I don't know yeah it's called comedy bro i haven't posted in months i used to do a lot of skits and stuff tiktok was my haven of like these jokes that like just plague my thoughts all the time and i just wanted to get them out there so yeah but you know my favorite like i always think about this one of your tiktoks till this day like and janine and i we always crack up when when i bring it up or something but that was motivational gym coats oh gosh oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. when like you look at this i'm like yeah then, then there's like <laughs> so there's something about i want to slap you in the face with yeah, a chair some people deserve to get hit across the face with a chair and i'm like why would you put that as a gym motivation because <laughs> because you're act, like you're 
Because <laughs> you're acting on that, it was so spot on. Because like some gym quotes, like yeah, yeah, okay. And it's good with like acting and. Skits. That's that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. funny. Every time so I see that, I'm like, wow, this is super hilarious. I don't know, like that should have made you viral. Like, it, it went, it went viral. It went, yeah. It, it, yeah. it did the rounds. Yeah. Did the rounds. yeah. This is why you guys need to follow him on TikTok. Yeah, we'll, we'll put all check of the all handles. His content and yeah, on our on our description in the description. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys usually look at the? the camera or you look at the sometimes yeah okay. when we speak to them Very we cool. look at the camera cool. guys. <laughs> so i think that's it then yeah, yeah. thank you guys for well, having me and it's been a thanks pleasure. for being here yeah we'll definitely have you back this was such an honor to have you to be honest like yeah. like for, uh every guest we had was always like a half something or half something oh yeah I'm so a full pedigree full breed <laughs> yeah so you're like the full indian and like you're the 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 first person we had which we actually knew from before our podcasting days yeah like we've known you for a very long time so it was so refreshing to have you on as a guest and and speak comedy speak all like and laugh all throughout yeah. yeah and it was it was an honor for me as well because i remember the very first podcast episode you guys put out and i like i was in love it was so good and like it was just something I could put in the background and listen to all the time, like while I was doing work or something. And yeah. like even now with the video podcast, you guys have come a long way. One one K subs, it's really really uh, cool to see the journey you guys have taken. So yeah. I'm yeah. It means too. a lot to yeah. us. It means a lot to us. Like no, really, like we put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. We're UAE's number one podcast. I want to <laughs> say, but not really. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> One day, one but day. But it's so refreshing to have you here. Really, it is. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Now let's do some jujitsu too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's play. I'm an albatross and like <laughs> get naked and fight. <laughs> I'll leave you guys to that. All right. Thank you guys. But uh, should we wrap up or? Yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Are you gonna uh, sing with us? Oh, is that is that what, what you guys say do? Have a nice day. Yeah. Sure. So we go sure. like. Okay. Uh, so like we go on that note and then we go have a nice day. Like, okay okay because i remember you guys used to go have a nice day yeah but yeah. now it went a little bit higher, higher. Little yeah because you okay. know 1k subs oh right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, ooh, go higher <laughs> okay so okay and on that note have a nice day <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we're moving Dude. this now that was the worst one we've ever done <laughs> we love you guys oh, wow. like, as a <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man <laughs> Damn, I love that. That was actually good. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs>